If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So if you're interested, go out to download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Scream Creeps, where this episode we're going to be talking about the movie Fear Street, I guess, part one, 1994. Um, There's three parts in this series, I think. Shoot, I don't even. so, So this is the first installment, so. There's two other installments, I think, one year's 1984, or 1974. All of these, I believe, came, uh, came out this year, um, and it was directed by Lee Janiak, um, who I don't think has made much else besides this trilogy and a movie called Horror or Honeymoon back in 2014, which I've never heard of. Yeah, it could have been like a straight to DVD movie or something. Well, I don't even know. It's stars Rose Leslie and Harry Treadaway, which I don't even know if I know who that yeah. is. So, Sounds like a straight to DVD performance. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, Rose Leslie was in Game of Thrones. She played the Irish chick, Egret, the one that uh, had the bow and arrow that. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That uh, Jon Snow. Uh, Ran into, I can't even remember what season it is, but anyways, she played the second season or the third one. Either. Yeah. And then Harry Tread- Treadaway is in Penny Dreadful. He plays Victor Frankenstein, I guess. Anyhow, so it's oh, got people that are known in it, but I've just never heard of the movie. Yeah. Well, it came out in theaters and only did $24,000. But, so, uh, I but mean, yeah, I don't know how much they. So. Yeah. Anyways, it was directed by that Lee Janiak. Um, it was written by Phil Graziotti and Janiak. Um, it's based on the book series of the same name by R.L. Stein. It was interesting. I guess this is one of his adult, more featured. It's supposed to be more something. of a teenage version, but they did it. Like, I think it's supposed to be like the Goosebumps is supposed to be for kids, and then Fear Street was supposed to be for teenagers. But then they, for the movies, it looks like they did like an actual, like, uh, adult version of the same thing. Yeah. So, um, and I've never read the books. I don't know. Elaine, have you ever read the books? Fear Street? Josh, I don't think you have either. No, I mostly watched and read Goosebumps, but not like Fear Street. (laughs) Yeah, and most of the individuals in the movie, I wouldn't say are really known. 
that I know that I know of, but I guess Ethan Hawke's daughter was in it, but she didn't really last very long. <laughs> yeah. no, not a lot of spoilers, but she dies at the beginning. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> oh, so that's Ethan Hawke's daughter. The yeah, Maya Hawke. Um, she was the one that played the uh, the girl that worked for was it uh, was it Bart. Walden books or Barnes and Noble. It was a it was like bookstore at the beginning. Yeah. Got killed by the teenage <laughs> dude. Um. Anyways, it fall the film follows a group of teenagers in the city of Shadyside, and they're terrorized by an ancient evil, basically responsible for a series of brutal murders that have plagued that town for a long time. So that obviously the the two follow ups will be talking about a couple of those incidents and so it'll be very interesting i think to um to watch the other two because i don't know you want to go ahead and give your thoughts on the movie josh and then well i mean i really liked it and i heard that the second and the third movies are supposed to be even better than this one just because and like but uh I really liked it. I thought it was a, a good horror movie that's different from, like, especially the world building uh, that they set up for it, like how they were explaining the witch and everything else. And should we say spoilers uh, at the beginning before we, like, if we yeah, I would say it's kind of hard to talk. Yeah, I would say we're probably going to give spoilers away. So if you haven't seen the movie, um, I, or if you want to watch the movie, uh, yeah, like I would say before listening first, to yeah. the rest of this podcast, and then come back to our podcast and see if you agree with our and comments I'm, on it. Yeah, and I'm sure that what's it called? Probably a lot of people have already watched it already. I mean, I it's not think. like how uh, Bird Box was where it like blew up, but I'm sure most people that watch Netflix, especially during Halloween, watch this movie. So yeah, I would think that they have. I mean, it's not in the top ten anymore. I know for a long time, all three of them were. Yeah, in the top ten on Netflix right now. Red Notice is up there pretty much, and then, you know, Squid Game kind of took over from yeah. Fear Street. I would and say, def- and definitely Red Notice was like okay at best. But I mean, that's for another time. Yeah, but, uh... <laughs> and another podcast. Cause yeah, it's not a horror movie. But anyway, yeah, exactly. But um, what's it called? I just really liked the movie. I thought it was a good horror movie, which is different from like a lot of the other ones that they've tried to like put out over the years where it's just like, I don't know. I think it was just fresh uh, the way that they explained everything and how they turned them into three movies and they released them, I think, like weeks apart before they released the whole thing. I think because yeah, I, I think, think this one released... was actually released on July second. Yeah, and I think they released the other ones like weeks later or something. Yeah, it was released uh, June twenty eighth in L.A., which I guess that's probably where the premiere was. Yeah, that's and what then, I'm assuming, Yeah. Then July second was the across the United States for this one, um, but uh, let's see. Yeah. Like, uh, that's the main thing, though. Like, I, I just liked how they set up a lot of stuff and then they released all of them around the same time. So I'm intrigued with what they... Because they told a lot in this movie that was like... It was kind of like the first in the trilogy. 
Oh, this is interesting. It was setting up the the witch part. What? Oh, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I guess this was supposed to actually go to theaters. It wasn't Netflix's originally. It was Mm -hmm. uh, 20th Century Foxes or, and then in 2015 and then when disney acquired 21st century fox or whatever the mm-hmm. they, the the entertainment company churning entertainment ended the distribution deal with them and gave the rights to netflix in august of 2020 oh. so it was delayed due to covid but then uh they moved the rights to netflix i always thought it was a netflix thing to begin with but i guess it wasn't mm-hmm. Sorry, I didn't make well, it. I mean, it works better known than it came out on Netflix anyway. I mean, because otherwise, if the, if this would, um, like, I don't think it would have taken off the same if they didn't release it the way that they released it. Because I don't think it had, like, because the movies were good, but, like, do you think that they were a level where it's kind of like Dune, like the new Dune? Like, you know, they're setting up for a second movie and all this stuff. Do you think that there would have been enough hype? between these movies where they would have released them like instead of how they did it where they released them like right back to back practically if they would have had them out in theaters do you think that people would have still went to the first one waited a year then went to see the second one and stuff like that i don't think it would have had the same impact as how it went on netflix but i mean i could be wrong though (laughs) I just and like I just I definitely like the witch part, the witch element for this movie, like especially how they had uh, most of the bad guys, in the movie show up, and it shows up like I'm assuming that most of the ones that showed up in this movie show up in the other movies too. Well, you would think. I mean, the main guy, like the guy with the axe, I think is the camp one. Yeah. So, um, but then it looks like in that one there's other ones in it because there's some little boy looking thing that looks like a freaking doll or something. Yeah. That I think is from probably 1666. They've got to introduce stuff from that year. I would think in the next one, but we'll see. I mean, I, I, I haven't even. Yeah. I haven't watched it yet because I didn't like, I didn't know when we were going to like cover this one. So I wanted to wait until like, at least I was done with this one before we watched the, uh, before I watched the second one. (laughs) Yeah. Same here. Yeah. So yeah, like I would definitely recommend it for people though. I mean, (laughs) what do you think? I thought it was a good movie. I also thoroughly enjoyed because it was, uh, in the 90s, and I think they did a good job of representing the 90s, which is, you know, our teenage years. Well, yeah, it's <laughs> funny because I remember when we first started watching it, um, I said, oh, there's a software, et cetera, in there. And I remember the software, et cetera, that was a GameStop, or is a yeah. GameStop now that's in the Santa Rosa that's Mall back in William Morris, you were Fort Long Beach. Yep. And it's no more. Yeah, but it's just funny. They yeah. did a good, re- a good job of representing the... Uh, the stuff with not even not only what was in the mall but the music that played during the movie um it was 90s music and so it'll be interesting to see what they do in 19 you know with the 1978 one uh well and they had some of the you know your traditional gore well actually oh yeah the kills are pretty good in this movie well yeah and the the worst one and i kind of told elaine was the one where the 
drug dealing valedictorian gets killed near the end where the dude pushes oh, her like, through oh, the slicer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh. that was by far yeah. like the highlight for me for it. <laughs> oh. like, people were telling people were like, I was talking to people and they're like, "Oh, the last kill of the movie was pretty good, uh, pretty good." And yeah. then I watched it, and I was like, "Oh shit, yeah, that but was even a really the first good one." one <laughs> but even the first one, the force that he gave in, you know, stabbing, uh, well, Maya Hawk's character, I don't remember her name in the movie, but. When the way he just stabbed her was pretty hardcore. I mean, it's, it was more the thing you normally see them do that type of stuff. And then I just thought the premise was really interesting with, you know, the witch doing the stuff and how she got tied into the certain people and how they ultimately thought they had to take her out and that's the only part that kind of was screwy to me is um why um gosh what was her name it was the girlfriend of the the main character i can't i have to look it up but i don't, I don't why she I don't ended up uh, oh it doesn't even have her name on here yeah dina johnson dina was the main girl but sam i think i think her name was sam right the one that moved to well, it was Shady Side, and what was the other side called? Sunnyvale. Sunnyvale, yeah. So it reminded me of like the show Parks and Rec because you've oh, got yeah. you get uh, was it Pawnee, and then next door is the well Pawnee was the shitty side of Indiana, and then right next door they had the town called I can't remember the name of the town. Something Side or whatever, or Sunny Side or something like that. No, it was something like that, but it was like where the the rich people and the there yeah. was no crime. It yeah. reminded me of the same thing where Shady Side was where all the shit happened, and over in Sunnyvale or whatever it was where um, nothing stuff. happened. And but but that part is the only part that I feel that got kind of what? What are you talking about? Where was Sam turned? Because they didn't really explain why. Because she, you know, she's the one that disrupted the grave. Yeah. No, at the end, why she got taken over. It's like she oh. had died. Yeah, I thought that like they she... did that to sell the story on the trilogy, though. <laughs> like, honestly, the... that's why I assumed yeah. why like, they had her turn was because eventually they were going to yeah, do I something. With, I agree with Josh. But they didn't. But they didn't. The but, they didn't make, but, but yeah, they didn't even. Well, they want you to watch the next one so they can explain it. That's why it's just one of those plays to get. Yeah, but I'm just thinking the whole storyline, though, was the killers were the ones that came back. Well, she wasn't a killer. She was like the the one that disrupted everything. And then her name got put on the thing like she became a killer or something. But she didn't kill anyone. Well, that's it makes you want to have to watch it. Well, remember her name got scratched into that thing? Yeah, I was assuming that the reason why that happened was because the the witch would take them over and then they would kill the people. That like not so much like that. Yeah, that's what I was taking out of it. Like the guy, they deserve the grave, right? They deserve the grave. That yeah, it was like they were fighting it the whole time. Then eventually, she was like, "You know what? Now you're gonna fight for me." Type of thing. Well, you're probably right, actually. Now that I think about that, because something had to make all of them turn, and I bet you they all disturbed her grave at some point. And I'm talking about the murderers. Yeah, like like the guy with the skull face. Randy or whatever. No, what what the hell yeah. was his name? Anyways, the the killer at the very beginning. 
Ryan Torres, maybe was that his name? Uh, yeah, that Ryan seems right. Like um, little but, kid from the twenties or something. Yeah, that they must yeah. have disturbed her grave, and then they kind turned her. them or something. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was taking it out. Uh, and maybe uh, they but, all go to kill her, kill that next person to turn them to make them her pawns again. That may make more sense. I mean, actually. this movie to me was not. I mean, it was. A good movie. It wasn't like the best horror movie I've ever seen, but it was one. It of was those, one of the better it ones. It was like super watchable and yeah, and that's what I'm saying. It's go, a good like thing. You know? Yeah, it's a good movie for like if you're just watching a horror movie, like especially during like Halloween time, if you just want to end up having something on, at, like horror wise and stuff. Mm-hmm. And this is a, and especially from a newer horror movie. This is not bad, like compared to a lot of like well, shit ones. Well, yeah, I can can tell you compared to Halloween Kills that we watched, this one was a better movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, it's like Josh said. I mean, it's one of those movies you can watch, especially if you want to watch something horrorish, but you don't really want to watch like Halloween or Freddy. Or yeah, expe- especially if you like shit gory, but not too gory. Right. Because this movie, like the the worst one, was the, and it's uh, it made me feel bad for her too was that they were doing all this shit to like get her to be okay and then the two main people died off like at the very end and then it was like two minutes later they fucking wiped it out like they were done <laughs> like two minutes later so it was oh, like I they know. killed all these people and I was like oh fuck man if I they would have just yeah, waited ex- two more minutes I honestly didn't expect those two to die at the end but yeah. then I was Fear Street? Kills. What are you no, talking I'm about? talking about Fear Street. Oh. That's what he's talking about. Oh, right. That they went and they did all that stuff to protect her. Oh, Sam. Yeah. yeah. And then they die at the end. Yeah. And then they die at the end yeah. right before they finish. Yeah. Right. Then, yeah. <laughs> right before they finish, they die off. Yeah, and I was thinking the same thing. And I would have been real upset if uh, the other dude died. What was his name? The Dina's oh, the brother. brother you talking about? Yeah, yeah oh, Dina's brother. Josh. Josh, like I my think. Favorite character. Yeah, so at least they didn't kill him off. I mean, I, I can say that for. Yeah. Especially yeah. knowing that he was on, like, getting that stuff with the girl to the drug dealer chick or whatever. Well, that's what sucked about her dying because they were hitting it off. I didn't care about the, the dude dying. Honestly. Yeah. Well, I don't think it. I well, figured he was that he was going to die off pretty early on anyway. Yeah, I thought he, he would have died earlier than he did. <laughs> I mean, so. He was kind of weird. Anyway. Well, he was an idiot for one. Yeah. Well, that's what I was saying. That's why I figured that he was like the comic relief. So I figured that eventually he was going to die. I just didn't know when. But like, uh, that, and that's the main thing. It's like, I think everything works and it just sucks for the girl knowing that she died like right before they finished. And then they were like, up, oh, we're sending up for the second one like right away. Right, like that's pretty much what it seemed like. Oh, everything's fine, and then nope, we gotta do this one. <laughs> so but like, I didn't kill Josh off either because you know he's the one that knows all about the history and stuff. Oh yeah, and I'm Josh. sure that he's gonna have something to do with like, uh, I don't know, one of the other movies if they and like because I don't know what the second and third is or if they go back in time. So or if they can, do well, something. Gonna, I'm I'm looking at the second one, so. 1978 based on the cast they obviously do flashbacks mm. because because dina josh and sam are all in it okay <laughs> but, then, yeah. but then if you look ruby lane is also in it 
So the one with the 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 killer with the razor blade mm-hmm. that, that would sing, that she's cool. in it. And then, but they have the the sheriff as the same that was in the first one, but then a young version. So he was in both places, obviously, which is kind of interesting. So, not to give any more away, but obviously, and at the end of the first one, they talked to the chick that was at the camp. So obviously. My thought is the one that just, yeah, just go, yeah, just going in, knowing the cast. My belief is that she tells them the story of what happened back in '78, and that's how that's how it goes back to what happened. I mean, showing what happened versus going back and actually just having a movie about what happened in '78, which again is nice. Yeah, that's now, uh, the interesting part is the 1666. I don't know how they would do that because there's obviously nobody still alive from that. No, that's <laughs> yeah. Tell how yeah. the witch got killed and all well, the yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, cutting her hand off or whatever it was, or her so, arm or yeah. whatever. It was well, Sarah Fear is in this yeah. one again, so the the witch. Yeah, or, but she's probably gonna be the main character in the 1666. But I'm not gonna go in. I'm not gonna look like what this one's about. But I just wanted to kind of point that out that it looks like. They probably flashback. Very watchable. Well, I watched it twice because you fell asleep because it was so late. We watched it the first time. You fell asleep at the end, and then we actually no, no, it was late (laughs) and tired on like a Friday night when you had worked for ten hours or something like that. But but then we uh, we hit Halloween, and then Halloween Kills came out, so we decided to do that one first, um, because we watched that more in timing with the last podcast, but then this, so then we rewatched fear street again, uh, to get through the whole thing for Elaine this time. So, but, but yeah, my opinions are the same as you guys. I I really enjoyed this movie. Um, one, like I said, one of the best horror movies I, well, that I've seen this year considering, well, even in the last year and a half, I guess, considering how many we've watched for this podcast, it's one of the better ones. I oh, yeah. Say. Yeah. Um, so, and if you said the other two are better than this one, it'll be very interesting to see how much, you know, if yeah. they truly are or not. Well, I mean, everybody that I was talking to was saying that the next two was really good. So, like, uh, if it gets better from here, then that's only a plus. <laughs> like, right. Yeah, so sure. so with that, I guess we'll do. Well, Josh, can you do? Can you set up the whole? What am I gonna we'll, do? The creepo meter? Yeah, we'll <laughs> call it the creepo meter again, but it'll be more like I think we might move into some of these. Will be the the goro meter or something? What do we want to call it? Oh, like the uh, like hmm. some of these we might want to analyze on gore gore factor or something like that because. This movie was another one that I'll tell you I don't feel was very creepy. Well, yeah, it was very straightforward. It was more like a murder mystery type of thing. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah. it was yeah. like a supernatural murder mystery yeah. type thing. Because it wasn't really gory or creepy. Oh, there I mean, were. Yeah, it was a good. Were. It was a good storyline, though. I mean, yeah. I thought there I were mean, part that part where she got shredded with a slicer was gory. Yeah. <laughs> By was far, gorgeous. one of the better yeah. like kills yeah. that I've seen in a lot of. Movies. And they showed most of it. Oh the, yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. It was like, dude, they I showed know, like I'm most of her head when, going through the thing. Yeah. I was like, oh shit. 
Yeah. But I'm just saying, <laughs> when you've seen, like, you know, the super hoary Freddies and all that kind of... Oh, like, well, it wasn't, you've like, seen, like Saw. Lot, and you've seen, like, Quentin Tarantino movies with all the blood and crap. I mean, it's yeah. hard to... <laughs> well, I would say it wasn't, like, Saw, like, continuous gore yeah. or hostile or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I mean, it was but, really yeah. there, but not, yeah. But... There was gory parts yeah. in this that that were more so even than. But it was well, more even, like Josh said, like a suspense or like a thriller, like a more like murder mystery type thing. Most of yeah. it. Well, but yeah, but yeah, because I mean, some of those movies end up having kills in there, and then it seemed like they had the most of the kills were actually gorier than I expected that they were gonna do in this movie. So that's mostly why I was like, ooh, extra points. Like any time where you do stuff, where you exceed my expectations with like kills in a movie, it's always a plus for oh, me. Oh, I agree. Like I said, <laughs> that one where, and for one, I didn't expect her to die either. That was the biggest thing. As I, like you were saying, there was only a couple minutes. I mean, yeah. they couldn't hold out, but then they get freaking taken out. And the way she got taken, well, both of them, he got hit with the axe in the head. Oh yeah, that sounds like damn. I'm like holy shit. I mean, it wouldn't be the first time that I've seen that on camera, right? Oh, it's not, like, but I mean, it's... well, like still, just something that just came out of nowhere. But really. the glorious yeah. kills in the movie were at the very end. It was it, it was just funny because I mean, the rest of them were kind of just the sub, you know, the substandard. I you know, I got stabbed, or. You know. And especially too, like I liked how like the killers are kind of like how they are, uh, kind of like cliched killers, right? <laughs> like well, yeah. One's on a Halloween costume, the other one looks like he's straight out of like uh of Friday the Thirteenth Part Two. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, like all of them are kind of cliched. Even the Penny Lane chick. It was kind of cliched where it kind of reminded me of, I think it might have been 13 Ghosts a little bit. Mm. Like the naked chick that's all cut up, it kind of reminded me of that. But like, th- th- I think that's why it works so well, though. Is <laughs> because they're like, oh, they look like this from like back in the day type of shit. Yeah. But very good. Very good. <sighs> but yeah, so. Um, with that being said, I think I don't know. Does anybody have anything else in relation to this one? I don't think so. I don't. Yeah, um, I don't think so. Really. Um, with that, uh, like we stated earlier, I think the next episode or the next podcast we're going to do is on Fear Street, the second one. So on Fear Street Part Two, 1978. So hopefully we'll see that and do that in a couple weeks. I think in between here and there, we've got to do our Morbid Instinct our next Morbid Instinct podcast for, for uh, it's the Ted Bundy one, right? The one yeah, that's... Ted Bundy, yeah. Yeah, so we got to do that one, and then I think there's another Sci-Fi Graveyard one we're doing at some point. Yeah, we'll do an do Ender's it. Game. Yeah, Ender's Game for that one, but Elaine's not on that podcast, but um, her pride and joy is the Morbid Instinct, which... My pride and joy. Yeah, you know, <laughs> we'll soon be releasing a t-shirt for that podcast, and then uh, or in relation to that podcast, and then you know, since it's pretty much our most popular podcast, I think at this point, <laughs> yep. Um, I'm pretty much catching up to the wrestling one, that's for yeah. sure. Yeah, so we, we hit a hundred plays on the last episode, so bam, 
Yeah, I know. That's... <laughs> um, yeah. I wonder what wrapped means at the top. Anyways, oh, I... well, they sent me an email. I don't know, kind of giving you like little highlights of your podcast. Like, oh, you reached so many people, and this was the countries, the top five countries that listened. And da, 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 well, like that must be stuff. nice you're getting that. Anyways, yeah. we shouldn't be talking about that on this <laughs> podcast, but it's. <laughs> just talking within the, the the anchor app which is what we use for this podcast but it's given it's anyways i i know it's not given that for this one hopefully people start listening to this one maybe we need to start doing something maybe aaron needs to get back on this one maybe it's just because he left it i don't know what? um is Aaron the missing factor yeah I, know. I don't know I, we got a few more listens when he was on it we like dropped in half since then but, um, I mean, shoot, we only average like 10 plays on these podcasts. Like I said, it's kind of interesting. But anyhow, uh, look out for Fear Street Part 2, 1978 in our next episode. And for all of us at the Hardy Geek, I hope you enjoyed listening. Um, and we'll catch you in the next one. Peace. See you later. Bye. Bye.